we're on. Cool. Welcome to the Zinger podcast. Welcome to a project. Uh, welcome to a sandbox. I am, uh, my name is EJ. I'm with my buddy Jordan. Hello. Beautiful Caldwell, Idaho. And uh, yeah, this, this is a, a pilot episode. And if you've stumbled upon this, um, we're sorry. We'll see what happens. You've We've at least made this available in a public way, if you're listening to this, which indicates some degree of success or um, good enough. <laughs> but uh, this is this is going to be heard worldwide in T minus one week. Yeah, easily. We're, we're I think we're destined for global fame. At least. Yeah. Look, well, let's be on global fame. <laughs> There's plenty. We're going to get into interstellar stuff. Interstellar fame. In the next 15 to 20 minutes. The but. Zinger is the first interstellar, interstellarly famous, galactically famous podcast. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, this is the outcome of um, a mid-late 20s mental health therapist and his um, just insatiable... Uh, hunger for um, just the compelling nature of sport around the calendar um, and needing some method for playing in that space uh, more than just in my own head and with my shitty roommate uh, who may be contributing to this later, hopefully. Yeah, uh, if, if he's come. hearing this, uh, that was all sincere. <laughs> exactly. No. Uh, I, I find myself surrounded by... Uh, great friends and people who have uh, excellent uh, perspective on sport and um, areas of interest that are so like diverse and dynamic, I think, um, that it seems like a cool thing to see if we can harness. Uh, for instance, I have Jordan, who is sitting across from me right now, who is an NBA encyclopedia, uh, a stellar commissioner of our fantasy football league um, and uh, author of a fantastic weekly newsletter um, for our fantasy league, which demonstrates talent in in at least finding the humor in uh, fantasy football in the NFL, of which there is plenty. There is plenty, especially when you're sitting in last place uh, looking up at everyone that you're uh, commissioning. Exactly. Um, uh, It gives you an opportunity to really reflect on the humor that comes with sport existing in a world that has John Gruden in it, urban Meyer in it. There's and and you, when you go to, um, you know, ESPN, you go to primary, uh, you know, outlets for, uh, media coverage, you get a, a, a diluted version. Uh, very, I mean, I, yeah, very there's, PC. Yeah. There's yeah, kosher. There's, this is kind of love what happened. I love PTI. I, I, Stephen A. Smith, I've grown to enjoy. I, I really enjoy the talking heads on TV. Okay. Well, there's obviously a huge market in between that, <clears throat> which is excellent. And there's no shortage of material in that space either. <clears throat> and I love Pardon My Take and Barstool and The Ringer, which is somewhat of an inspiration for the name Zinger. Um, and there's a huge <clears throat> space there that people are occupying uh, with no shortages whatsoever. Um, 
And yet I still think there are topics in sports, there are conversations in sports that aren't ha happening, at least that would be regionally interesting to me that I, I want to chase. Uh, but I, so we've got basketball covered with Jordan, uh, who also I want to I want to give you the opportunity to speak more um, on this, but in your specific interest, so I'll be kind of grilling you in a moment. Hmm. Um, but he's a he's a collector and uh, has quite the uh, the booty in his uh, office of material, and he's a he's a giver of uh, the items he collects too. I've I've had a, a few uh, baseball cards. And a Brett Rippon uh, 2017 Vegas Bowl card with patch oh, still yeah, next to my uh, bed. Um, so we got that. I, my roommate, who isn't shitty, <laughs> he's, just fun, <laughs> he's just fun to shit on. Uh, he's uh, an official, so he's a you know a, a football official and is passionate and very good at it. I know he is. So he'll he'll be on TV doing officiating uh, before too long. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I've got a couple buddies that are excellent golfers and, uh, you know, play amateur, even professional tournaments. Um, and I live in Boise, which is an excellent college town. And we've got college hoops and college football that is just also compelling. Mm -hmm. So it brings me to going into March and March Madness and everything that it was. Um, and it's just like there's there's got to be a way to kind of just enjoy the conversations with people engaged in and involved with the world of sports that uh, I think there's opportunity for some fascinating stuff. Well, and if, and yeah, sports are just so communal and there's so there's such a wealth of uh, conversation to be had. And then the thing is, too, that we don't, you know, you don't need every sports fan to be a sports analyst, too. Like, you know, you can listen to absolutely. a sports podcast and, and go there for hard-hitting analysis i a podcast that i really enjoy as an nba fan is the low post podcast uh zach Lowe is an incredible analyst he has great insight and and i go there for my fill of x's and o's and this is what i want to know uh, about you know what kind of offensive schemes the warriors are running to spring steph curry open for for threes um steph, steph curry's gravity yes i love i love reading about <laughs> steph curry's gravity and his gravitas and it, it's it's an interesting fun thing to do but there's also the other side where you know you have the ringer and 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 you know bill simmons and you have um you know f for me no dunks uh aptly known as the starters before that uh just you know podcasts that engage in a way that is bar like uh in style um, but there's there's substance there, you know. It's it's who knows more than the layman fan who pours their heart and soul into their favorite team and into their favorite sport. And the answer is a lot of people know more, but it's not as fun <laughs> because they think they know a ton and they know a lot, but no one knows everything. So it's just it's all about having fun, and you know, sports are an opportunity to to just share something with somebody in a world that is so unwilling to do that sometimes that's right so so between the tens of thousands of dollars of uh sports memorabilia and cards and collecting items in jordan's room uh, are these um sticky notes everywhere you can you're swimming in them of uh podcast ideas uh that jordan has interest in pursuing and so i want to hear about kind of the the interest, the ideas you've had, how you want to take your passion for the NBA, if nothing else, 
to the, the radio waves and to Spotify and whatnot? What would that look like? What would what would that project, if it were to ignite, and if you were able to, to you know express this passion of yours, what would that look like in audio form? Well, I mean, the, there's ideas? there's so many different things you can touch on because you know you can you can run with a uh, a podcast that talks about the X's and O's, you know, and it can be an analytical podcast where we're talking about what makes, um, you know, what makes Luka Doncic a uh, downfield monster with his weight and with his height and with his ability to manipulate a defense to get the exact matchup he wants. Jordan Leisure, uh, huge, huge Mavs, Mavs guy. Fan. Yeah. We, got, we got a Mavs guy. Yep. Uh, before Luka, uh, even before, well, well, well not before, before Dirk. Dirk was... Dirk was there in '98 is when he got drafted, so I, I grew up with that. I, I'm very lucky. The Mavericks were a horrendous uh, garbage can for all of the '90s, and when I became really conscious of sport and conscious of the Mavericks, they had already been bought by Mark Cuban and they had already begun their streak of 12, 51 seasons. It's been a luxury. But you have a reason for being a Mavs fan. It's not you. You picked a team because you needed to be thought of yeah. as cool. As Born school. in Arlington. That's right. So uh, Dallas is the regional team, Correct. and I think there's kind of you. You have the inverse of that is I have had to root for the Cowboys for the last, <laughs> um, <laughs> the last 25 years of my life, which is just a miserable experience. It's it is it makes football not worth watching. Sometimes they are they are. Uh, just hilarious <laughs> a hilarious for others horrendous for me experience to have week in and week out um but you know so you could go that way you could have a podcast that talks about that or you could have a podcast that talks about something fun like what do we all really love when it comes to sports like we love watching our favorite team compete in a cutthroat matchup we love the opportunity every year to be disappointed by not winning um but we also love the off season in all sports, uh, in some sports more than others, um, and in basketball, the off season reigns supreme. So you know, a podcast discussing trades that have happened in history that have shaped the way we view the sport and have shaped the dynasties that we know about. Um, you know, as well as covering current event transactions, things to watch out for, rumor mill type information. I mean, that's what keeps Twitter blowing up. That's what keeps Reddit constant and and milling about and so that's something that could be really fun um you know there is the idea of talking about just team by team week in and week out covering specific players covering the history of the game um you know and then you venture into an entire different category of you know talking about coaches and, and how they see things differently than how the average fan may see something. You talk about the collectible side of things. I'm a, I'm a big uh, trading card guy. So, you know, I love talking about <clears throat> upper deck and skybox and hoops and tops and everything that came out and kind of how the hobby has shaped fandom. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's an entry point for, for kids and, and it, it involves, you know, chasing players and chasing teams that you may haven't, you maybe haven't seen on TV, or you maybe haven't been so apt to know about before. And then, as an adult, it's an opportunity for me to kind of just not have to be an adult for a minute and just enjoy something that's fun. And who would, who would you want to talk? Is there are there people in that territory that? You, oh yeah, 
that are known oh, at yeah. least nationally, if not regionally. Sure, there is. So, who would you want to talk to? I mean, if you if you could just pick somebody and they're they're across from you for thirty minutes, I would pick Nat Turner. Okay. So Nat Turner, I've is, never heard of Nat Turner. Nat Turner a is a, he's a very he's the owner <clears throat> now. I think I think the majority owner of PSA, which is a trading card grading company. Uh, they're the foremost trading card grading company and uh he is a longtime collector i you know i a lot of these people you you meet on you know social media so like i have an instagram for uh, my trading cards that i use to buy sell um but also just share you know share things that i think are interesting things that you know are, are big pickups for me uh or things to watch out for for other people and you make a lot of friends along the way there. So I've had an opportunity to meet a lot of collectors and a lot of people who are like really passionate about that too. And Nat Turner is just the big kind of head honcho of it all. Like he's got everything you could possibly want to have. Um, you know, just his Instagram page is card porn, essentially. Perfect. And oh, it's not called card porn. It's not called card uh. porn. It's called Nat Turner's cards. Okay. Uh, there is a there is a card porn Instagram though too if you want to follow that and it's not there are no boobs, mm. but it's followed by a bunch of boobs, <laughs> which is We're the worst joke with I'll those, make with those <laughs> today. Rabbit trails. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, there's just there's so much space to cover, and and at the end of the day, I think something like this is is a nice compromise of just it's a it's a variety show of sorts. So you can talk about it all a little bit depending Nat on what the week Turner? brings. Nat. Nat. Yeah, Did if, we work with a person named Natalie Turner? No, we worked with a Natalie Bowman. That's right. <laughs> okay. Who did not expect to have her name. <laughs> not that she'll ever listen to this, but... I'm sending this to her tonight. Check this out, Nat. I'll have to get her phone number from Tanner. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Now she's really going to want to 37 episodes in, <laughs> our buddy Tanner will be making an appearance. And that will, yeah. without a doubt, I heard take Tanner. this He <laughs> called me a couple nights ago. Uh-oh, that yeah. can't be good. It was great. He, uh, Who did you break up with, or did someone break up with him? Nothing's happened like that. Tanner no. is, Tanner is, Tanner's fresh, and he's good, and he's he maybe starting a new job soon. <laughs> yeah, uh, you guys will meet Tanner. You guys will meet the whole gang. There's, there's opportunity abound for <laughs> characters left and right to join this uh, for an episode or two. So, um, Yeah, but I mean, that's, that's enough about Nat kind Turner. of my... Nat Turner. Uh, Guest one. I mean, let's find a way to or, or shoot. <laughs> would that be something? That that is that is the kind of thing like that would be so cool. It would be really interesting to hear about just how because like owning a company like PSA is not something that's just like that you just stumble upon. It's not a happenstance kind of thing. Like that is every person that is a collector of of sports cards in some capacity knows what PSA is and knows what their value is. Whether you agree with, you know, grading a card versus not is one thing. Um, but he, it's, it's just, he has worked his way into a position that he is, um, yeah, just kind of a, a an expert in the field. Um, so if you ever want like a really good, just education on what's out there in trading cards and what's, what's, what the history of it is, um, just go to his Instagram and scroll through it for a half hour and you'll see things that most people couldn't dream to own. Um, just really, really cool stuff. On this topic, you'll be hearing from my girlfriend Katie's dad uh, because evidently he has uh, piles of old baseball cards 
and brought up to Katie, hey, I, uh, I think I need to get rid of some of these. Yeah. And um, Katie's mom is on to the idea of selling uh, and, you know, doing a trip to Hawaii as a result. And he's like, I just don't know how to do this. Yeah. Hey, well, there's, here's the thing is a lot of people uh, think now, because there's been a big card boom in the last two to three years where like prices tripled, quadrupled, quintupled, interest gained, uh, or a lot of interest was was gained in, in that that just hobby. Um, to the point where like people were scalping boxes from the stores. They'd go to Walmart and mm. wait for them to be stocked and then buy them and then sell them for four times their value. Um, you know, the interest is so high uh, that everyone who had a pack of baseball cards when they were four and still has them in their attic is kind of wondering, like, do I have tons of money sitting in my attic now do i am i loaded i gotta have something good up there mm-hmm. and most people do not <laughs> have anything of value sorry craig sorry craig uh our friend kyle who will probably be on <laughs> here at some point he he's big mariners guy mm-hmm. big seahawks guy r.i.p um seahawks <laughs> um, he uh he brought over his collection one time and, and he wanted me to take a look to see what i could find and he probably brought over you know four or five hundred cards and uh, he had a Kevin Durant rookie card that had been <laughs> creased directly down the middle. Uh, so that was a, a $50 card turned $4 card. And beyond that, there was maybe $4 <laughs> worth of cards total. In the I rest. can see it. Dang it. Yeah, it was, <laughs> that was the exact, exact way it went down. He had a piece of pizza, and he sat there contemplating. Kind of quiet. <laughs> yeah, was, like, oh, I guess this is how it yeah, is. Yeah, with contempt for me. The, the Seahawks, impl- uh, you know, flattening out we're in boise idaho and that's a bummer to nobody even here yes (laughs) we're not far from seattle this is seattle is without a doubt the closest nfl market we have a lot of seahawks and broncos fans here there's probably be which is funny the dichotomy of reaction among those two fan bases i mean is it's uh, i mean connor yep your roommate big broncos guy broncos guy and kyle our one of our other good friends big seahawks guy uh, and and it's just watching in our group text, watching just the one side <laughs> yes. thrilled, other side just really trying to cope. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it was very it, it was very rewarding. Watching Connor fan. try to deal with the like the cognitive dissonance and not even below cognitive at the soul level, his his visceral yeah. distaste for Russell Wilson over his lifetime. Uh, and now having to welcome Russell Wilson with open his arms heart, into yeah. his heart <laughs> yep. is, is going to be a blast. He's going to be squirming all fall. I'm well, looking forward to that. You know, winning wipes away everything. So if the Broncos are as good as people think they're going to be, uh, he will be. Oh, he'll be great. Just fine. <laughs> he will be. Uh, he should be happy because for as much as he's having to take on having to root for someone he does not like, um, Kyle's going to have to root for Drew Locke, <laughs> <laughs> yes. who I had the pleasure of watching 17 games of. Two years ago, because my ex-girlfriend was a Broncos fan, mm-hmm. so we watched the Broncos every week, and watching Drew Locke is like having someone sit on your face <laughs> and fall asleep. Kind, not the good kind. And, and not the good kind. <laughs> it's like having Drew Locke sit on your face. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I... Uh... Here it is. It's April, and still, it's so fun to <laughs> to, to consider Seahawks being dreadful. The Matt Hasselbeck and Sean Alexander Seahawks were likable. They were overlooked, 
and disinteresting to that point. Fun, a fun squad. Fun, but. and they the the Seahawks were so miserable <laughs> for me over the past decade. It'll be fun to watch them suck for a little while. Yeah, so. it's uh, that's the way it goes. I mean, you think about in, in sports, they're they're it's very cyclical. Teams get bad and they get good and they get bad and they get good, and that's just kind of what we expect. So. The Warriors, for instance, let's talk Golden mm-hmm. State. They, 2014, 2015, they win the championship. All of a sudden, it's like, where did these guys come from? They're the likable upstarts. They tortured there fan was, base. There was too much Draymond Green at that point to be likable. But True. yes, the, True. the Warriors It was just, It was like, wow, here's Golden State, who has been Baron Davis. historically <laughs> awful. Yeah, yeah. They're, the, the biggest things the Warriors fans could cling to between... Rick Barry and Steph Curry was run TMC in the 90s. So that's Chris Mullen, Tim Hardaway, Mitch Richmond. They played together like two and a half years. They won one playoff series. Uh, they were a historically great offensive team and a historically miserable defensive team. And then they had the one year they upset the Mavs. Yeah, I saw this was round. obviously coming. There was no way this wasn't going to be brought up. One, They had the one year. They had the, they had the We Believe Baron Davis Warriors, which I, I should hate. But that team is—they're just a fun team to watch, you know. Jason Richardson, Slam Duncan, uh, Monte Ellis. They had Stephen Jackson, Matt Barnes. Was that a Don Nelson team? That was a Don Nelson coach team. He put Dirk in some really tough spots. We got to get Stone Don Nelson on somehow. Yeah, I'm no, sure he's got a line. He's in Hawaii people. somewhere. <laughs> there's there's a p- people knocking on his door trying to. Smoke him out. <laughs> they did a. Uh, they did a, not a uh, weed guy personally. Though with that, I don't know the. I don't know the terminology. No, that's okay. That works. Weed guy. Yeah. <laughs> Don Nelson is a weed guy. <laughs> this is true. Uh, he is the. Uh, he is the. Uh, oh, what's what's the guy's name? Uh, Willie Nelson. Post Malone. Oh, okay. He's the Willie <laughs> Nelson of of basketball. Uh, yeah, the Post Malone of basketball is Don Nelson. Right down to the face tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, that, that team was just, they had nothing of significance to root for. And then they became good. And then they became great. And then they became hated. With or without Kevin Durant coming there, they would have been hated. Yeah. Because that's I what happens you. when you win. You become, it, it gets becomes old news fast. No one wants to see the same team win over and over again unless it's the team you're rooting for. So... You know, the Seahawks, they had their run. And you can't even, like, look at them and say, uh, like, uh, Russell Wilson, like, that dude's a bad guy. I don't like him for that reason. Like, by all accounts, squeaky clean in terms of how he handles media and, and never getting in any trouble or anything like that. Seems like the consummate leader for the most part. A little punchable. A little punch. He seems a little too squeaky, you know. But... It doesn't. It's not going to stop us from not liking him anymore. Yeah. Like it, you've had your time in the light. Go away. I'm ready to see someone new be good. And that's that's what's so fun about the Bengals this year. Mm-hmm. That was what's so fun about the Chiefs three years ago, and mm-hmm. what we hate about them now. Yes, they had their moment. Yes. Go away. Yes, and that's just kind of it's it's just funny how that works. It's and that's why work. the so as we're recording, we have the ass end of a pretty ugly. Atlanta Hawks, Charlotte Hornets, nine versus ten East play-in game going on, but that's part of what draws me to the NBA playoffs, particularly in the early rounds. Is I'm I'm actually paying attention to some of these kind of middle third 
franchises right, teams that, that are just kind of like I have, I don't know anything about the Charlotte Hornets mm-hmm. beyond Lamelo Ball right. and Michael Jordan. Yeah, he and well, so fun thing with Charlotte is last year uh, they were in the nine ten game as well, and they got the doors blown off them by Indiana. I think they lost by I got a, like forty points in that game. It was just a massacre. And now we're we're trending towards that again tonight. I mean, Atlanta's <laughs> up a solid twenty three right now. I think and. Um, I think Charlotte's going to throw in the towel. But th- the next game, San Antonio-New Orleans, this will be San Antonio's first nationally televised game all season. Which is insane, actually. Mm-hmm. So, even with like Popovich's little wins mm-hmm. run, that wasn't... You would have thought TV. that they would at least throw an ESPN2 uh, pop going for the all-time coaching record game on or something. But no, they didn't have one nationally televised game, not even on NBA TV. I don't mm. think. Um, so this will be at the coming That's out party horrible. tonight for. <laughs> How long for a has it been since guys. the Sacramento Kings have had a nationally televised game? The Sacramento <laughs> Kings haven't deserved a nationally televised game <laughs> since uh, since I was they, in diapers. Yeah, exactly. yeah it's they, that is that is a tortured fan base <laughs> with with no direction whatsoever. Shout out to my girlfriend Katie and her family, uh, loyal Sacramento folks and part of that fan base (laughs) if you can name if you can name five players who played for the sacramento kings between 2006 and 2011 i will uh i will give you doug christie um, doug christie may have played on that team in like 2006 okay uh chris weber no he wasn't there anymore (laughs) rick adelman (laughs) rick adelman was he was their starting shooting guard yeah cowbell i need more of it yeah uh I think so. Their their star player was Kevin Martin. I don't know if you remember. <laughs> yeah, not Kenyon Martin. <laughs> I've never heard of Kevin Martin. Not uh, Doug Martin. No, okay. Um, nope. I believe Ron Artest played for them for a couple years there. Uh, I think they're so the the fact the, the the stat that I love the most. The last time the Sacramento Kings won a playoff series, their leading scorer for the series was Bonzi Wells. Yeah. So that's Bonzi Wells is. Most likely NBA body to have become very obese since playing. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure Bonzi Wells is just a couch now. I mean, he was already kind of a, kind of a. He had a look. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was. He's one of those guys that I don't. I don't know that he would have or how he would have fit in today. You don't. You don't see many guys with that body type in the NBA now. Yeah, he kind of had. Kind of breasts, boobs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did. Yeah, Great ass, though. Let's have Bonzi Wells on the podcast so he can he so he can Bonzi. eviscerate us. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's, this, this uh, is this is what the Jordan Leisure experience is going to be like, uh, and I I can't wait. I want to I want to do it. Want to do time. more Bonzi Wells? Yeah, just more nonsense. Mixed in with like incredible historical references and encyclopedia. Let's talk history, man. Let's talk. Let's <laughs> the, talk baseball. The history that you carry is I have great respect for because it goes beyond just 1994 when the world began to be graced with our presence. Yes, uh, you're, you're a historian, which I respect. Which is something I will be when I'm old, but I don't know how much history as a sports fan I have room for prior to my existence. Well, you can always. You know, seek that out no, pretty I, easily. There's, that can start. I just need the the, the flame for that. And uh, I well, let's let's shift gears a second here because um, baseball season is underway. 
Um, you've had an opportunity to watch the Padres play uh, how many games? Six. Six. And what's the record through six? Uh, sorry, seven games. Seven games. Four and three. Hey. Yeah. Seven road games, four in Arizona. The Diamondbacks are god-awful. The and Diamondbacks? When's the last time the Diamondbacks have been relevant? Uh, I think they they won the National League West in like 2011 or something. Uh-huh. Or, or no, later since then. Maybe like 2014. I think it was the last National League West championship that wasn't the Dodgers. Uh, so maybe 2013 or something like that. They need the big unit again is what they need. And they drifted into – yeah, they do. They drifted into nothingness in that postseason because MLB – playoffs are frustrating to me in that the division series is a quick five-game series it can happen that fast four days yeah day games weekday day games where the joe sports fan doesn't really isn't paying attention to ian kennedy and the diamondbacks playing that nlds game one at milwaukee on thursday afternoon and by sunday they're swept and out of it and no one noticed Mm. baseball is a regionally interesting sport and if you have a team and you follow it it comes alive uh, and I am one of those sorry saps, and I, I'm a Padres guy, which makes me especially pained and burdened. But hey, well, you know, we all pay our dues. It, how how many years until the San Diego Padres become the Los Angeles Padres? That is a nauseating thought. Thankfully, there are two Los Angeles baseball teams already in operation. So, uh, if there was a city that would absorb. Uh, a team, it would still be Los Angeles. Yes, they would, <laughs> and they would, would absorb be, and eat their child. Yeah, thankfully, San Diego is a beautiful place. I would, it's the one place other than Boise in the Western United States. I think I would consider living. Uh, I'm not doing that yet, so I don't have to think about trying to afford it. Um, but the that's that's a pained sports city. I do believe just by being plugged into some Padres channels, and I know that the Chargers going up to Los Angeles hurt, mm-hmm. and I know for Padres people seeing um, Chargers social media in support of the Los Angeles Dodgers, I can't is imagine nauseating. San Diego is an interesting city sports wise for me. Obviously, the Padres, but then as a Boise State guy, the fantastic and compelling multi-sport rivalry that's emerged between San Diego State and Boise State yeah. I is gripping to me. And there, talk about things that I think would be interesting to engage in. I think, you know, I, the pageantry of college sport just does it for me. And, and there are personalities, uh, you know, when you uh, kind of... Boise State has nestled in, into the Mountain West for a while and you kind of right. build these rivalries and there's personalities... Uh, you know, representing the fan bases of, of these different schools that feel very accessible as, mm. as the kind of people that could come on and banter, you know, Mountain West hoops and Mountain West football with. Um, and so, but back to San Diego, you know, I'm, I'm hopelessly emotionally attached to the Padres and yet stand, I, I have a kind of a hate for San Diego State athletics. Um, and I, those wires cross often, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, beautiful place. Oh my gosh. I love San Diego. Have you been to San Diego? I've been there once. I went there. I, w- I went there while I was in Los Angeles. We decided we'd take like a little yeah. day trip out to San Diego. Went down to the, was it the gas? Gas lamp district. district? Yes. Oh, yeah. Man. So went down there for a night, uh, had a lot of fun, had to 
I, I watched the so it was me and three other guys and a girl um we were all just in college thought we'd go for the weekend and um we ended up having to uh carry her back uh <laughs> to the i can't say okay. on here shit's <laughs> 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 Fair enough. It was uh, it was it was a fun time. Is it, it was a good time. Um, yeah, that's I, I that's like one pain point that I can't imagine is have is being stripped of your team. Like I, you know, you hear about. I mean, you've spent a considerable amount of time in Seattle for different things. I'd imagine, mm-hmm. um, you know, and you still see Sonics propaganda there all the time. You know, that city is not let go, and, and rightfully so. I mean, they had their team ripped from them. Um, you know, even teams that just move, you know, to another borough, like you have the Brooklyn Nets used to be New Jersey. Those New Jersey fans are just, they, they have some disdain towards the Nets. St. Louis people, when it comes to the Rams and Stan Kroenke and that whole show of uh-huh. why they left St. Louis, that is, that is emotional trauma that they're never going right. to take with them to their graves. Right. And, and the thing is, too, in a lot of these sports, eventually... I mean, you know, there's not going to be an opportunity to expand anymore. There's gonna, there's just not going to be enough talent out there for it to make sense. The NFL has 32 teams already. That can't grow. It, 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 it really like can't. The limit. That has to be the maximum. And, it, it, and they're talking about expanding to London, you know, potentially down the line, yeah. expanding to another country of that. But, I, okay, you add two teams. What do divisions look like now? Yeah. You know, or are you adding a whole other division to the NFL? And then what do conferences look like? Yeah. It's there's it, the NFL doesn't make any sense. The NBA has room for probably two more teams. They're at thirty right now. Yeah, you get to thirty-two, you can have the same divisional setup that the NFL does. Um, I feel like NBA can toy with its divisions as needed. They can. So like right now, Minnesota is a Western Conference team. Um, yeah. So is Memphis, New Orleans, and I think you could easily add. Yeah, New Orleans is one too. I think if the the proposal is Seattle add, and Seattle, Vegas. Vegas yeah. So if those two teams end up coming to fruition which it sounds like they're going to sooner than later um i'm guessing they'll add both of them in the west they'll bump either new orleans or minnesota to the east probably new orleans because they used to be an eastern conference team yeah and then you've got 16 16 you can break it up into four little easy divisions in each conference and maybe make divisions mean something again in basketball i don't know um <clears throat> but like in the other sports if your team is taken from you and it goes somewhere else. There, you, yeah. You're not getting a team again. No. Probably, it's it's very unlikely. Yeah. Um. So there needs to be rules in place. Like there should be a rule that if you if you win a championship in your city, you cannot move. That should be a rule. Like, hmm. the, the St. Louis, the, the Rams won with Kurt Warner, right? No, they didn't win. I know they went to. Did they did they lose that Super Bowl? They lost to New England. And then they also did they lose to Tennessee or did they beat Tennessee in the the reaching for the goal line? They did beat, beat Tennessee. Beat Tennessee. So they won. So okay, they won that Super Bowl. Okay. I and to me, like right. if you if you win one in the city, you you got to stay. It, it's just from I don't know that that's a very arbitrary opinion, but it just feels like at that point that's that's when you really make a your staple. On the city. And, like, you know, I'm not going to say that fans of the, you know, I don't know. What's a long-storied franchise that's never won in, in baseball? Is there a baseball team you can think of that's never won oh, the uh, World Series? Yeah, so the Cleveland Guardians. I think Cleveland is the longest-existing 
MLB franchise that has not ever won. And they started. They started as the Guardians. No, they're the they're the they, Indians. Yeah, until now, now they're the Guardians. What? Let me be the first to tell you that there is no longer the Cleveland Indians. I'm not a huge there's, baseball there's guy, just so everyone well, no, knows. No, this, this is this is. When did this? <laughs> when did this come to fruition? This offseason. That's insane. Yep, it's you know just like the the, and the Redskins are Commanders and and the we'll wow. see about the Braves and the Kansas City Chiefs and the other you know yeah. caricatures of Native American you know mascots, but the Indians. Even Guardians. No That's the name they went with. Yeah, it's a it's a garbage name. That's just, a really bad I think name. The, I think the Guardians sucks. I think the Commanders sucks, but the Indians. I mean, you look at the mascot they had with the, the <laughs> I mean, yeah. bright red skinned <laughs> face, the Not huge great. cheese grin with the feather coming up. What was terrible was when they had their the mascot uh, Chief Wananakahoma, <laughs> <laughs> which is one of, one of my favorite um, things that ever existed. I mean, that is egregiously racist. It's, <laughs> it's so. It's not even monstrously racist. Okay, even twenty years ago, <laughs> Chief Wananakahoma. It's <laughs> <laughs> so bad. So they're the Guardians now. Anyway, that's um, okay. Think, well, they 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 began in the forties, I think. So even that, yeah. even the Cleveland Guardians, even though I I'd venture to believe that now there's probably some baseball fans that are like, oh, we'd be okay with the, if the Guardians weren't here. <laughs> yeah. But you know the the Indians, Guardians, they. They're still important to the community, and they mean a lot to a lot of people there. And I understand that completely. But I think when you win, when you when you win the whole thing, this something else comes with that. There is a certain level of like, for me as as a Mavericks fan, 2011 will always be, you know, my heart and soul. I watched you watch that. You watched me watch that. Even even if Luca leads the Mavericks to four titles in his lifetime which you know would be just the best thing in the whole world there I, there will never be a team like 2011 like the first the first and only time i've experienced it so far it'll never feel like that and i'll forever associate the city of dallas and the mavericks specifically with that with that year and the cities the parade you know just the the gung-ho excitement it's it's unmatched and i think if you and if a city experiences that with a team that's a bonding thing that you can't just you can't separate the two mm-hmm. at that point it, it becomes it just it feels gross it already feels <laughs> gross but that's like another layer of just like it's like a divorce yeah it's as opposed attachment. to a breakup it's like a full-on <laughs> yeah. yeah it's yeah so you know i i don't know and I, I never really agree with it anyways but um Especially in that circumstance. Well, so, so there's. I'm curious where your heart and soul is going to be, uh, because in 2011 you weren't physically present for any of that championship run. However, in the 2022 championship run for Dallas, oh, you yeah. will be physically present at uh, Game Four in Salt Lake City uh, next week. If Luca is back and healthy for this playoff series, I firmly believe I am going to be watching the 2022. Western Conference semifinalist that pushes Phoenix to a six-game series. If Luca is not healthy for at least half this series, I am planning on watching the 2022 Western Conference first round <laughs> lost in five Dallas Mavericks. But you I, might be present for that game four victory. You know what? I'll be happy just to watch Dorian Finney-Smith and to see Boban in person. To me, Boban is the <laughs> eighth wonder of the world. Boban in person? I would love to see Boban Marjanovic in person. I I feel like it would be um, 
I read somewhere, this is actually in Bill Simmons' book, he talks about when he was a kid, he used to go to the Boston Garden all the time with his dad to watch, you know, to watch the games. And he said there were four guys that stood out for just like, that like you would look and you just go, whoa. Like, I, what I'm seeing here is different. He said Larry Bird, because Larry Bird is basketball Jesus. Michael Jordan, because it's MJ. David Robinson, hmm. because of his freak of nature stature. David Robinson is the most built man to ever play basketball. And Manute Bull, who was the seven foot seven Sudanese uh, shot blocking machine, um, who also once splashed six threes in Charles Barkley's mug. Uh, yeah, Manute Bull was the man. Um, rest in peace, Manute Bull. Yeah. Great, great philanthropist while he was alive still. Um, but he's, anyways, that he is the fourth. On that list, and by far the worst. But just looking, and just it's such an anomaly to see a seven foot seven man that weighs two hundred pounds walking past you. And I think it'd be the same thing to see Boban to just see this seven foot four, just it's indescribable, really. So as someone who has had the opportunity to see Boban in person, you have, yeah. When he played for the Clippers, is that when you saw him? No, this last winter at the Moda Center in Portland. When you were, oh, yeah, I didn't realize you. I forgot you went to Mavs. Thumped. (laughs) But he went to, you saw, that was the Kristaps game. Uh That was when he had his best game of the year, probably. Luca hurt and the entire city of Portland hurt. (laughs) Absolutely no no interior. Can you name two starters Uh, on Portland's team right now? On the last game of the season, can you name Um, two of their starters? Is uh, Tony Snell still doing it? Tony Snell was traded with McCollum to uh, the Pelicans. Yeah. Um no, uh, Anthony Simons has got to be. He's been benched. Okay, to, for the tank. So, so yeah, yeah. So no, no clue, no I, chance. So I watched Mavericks play the uh, Blazers. CJ Ellaby. Yes, bang. Ellaby was a starter in uh, their last game. CJ Ellaby, uh, Drew Eubanks. Okay, yeah. Um, Greg Brown. Wow. <laughs> Brandon Williams, who is not a two K creation, that is a real human. Yeah. And who was their other starting guard? Chauncey Billups. Yeah, and Chauncey <laughs> Billups. In go, slacks. His neck beard was the <laughs> fifth active player. I don't know. I think it was maybe Ben McLemore or it was just they, – they've tried, it was the an absolute tank job. I have never seen a roster that bad. Yeah. It was – the Mavericks were up by like 30 with 10 minutes left in the first. It was incredible. In the game you're talking about that I was at? No, the game that the game that I watched to end the season. Okay. But also I'm sure that's very similar. I didn't know. Yeah. They masterful job this year by them. Really just bravo. Um, shout out Barb Leitzinger, my mother, who (laughs) is a Moda Center employee, and she gets to witness all of that. Hi Barb. Uh, also my seventh grade drama teacher, Barb Leitzinger. Yes. Um, are you gonna do a (laughs) also Seventh grade uh, health teacher for all my friends. Barb Leitzinger is yeah. the sex grade, so mm-hmm. I got to hear about that between classes. So EJ's mom gave us all the talk. Yeah, and it was it was how you'd expect it to go. It, we <laughs> should have this podcast should consistently have shout out to specific family member and or close friend that doesn't really want to be shouted out. Oh, that's the point of yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shout out Jack Leitzinger's uh, uh, his chin patch. Yeah, that thing is probably still <laughs> still coming along nicely. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and shout out uh, Jonah Leisure's Power Ranger collection. Mm. Yeah. yeah. 
you should see Jack when you go down to Salt Lake for game four. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to that game. Jordan told me about an hour ago, yeah, I might, I think, maybe go to that game. I, it's just it's expensive, expensive tickets, man. Go. I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. So in, in the spirit of the NBA playoffs, why don't we why don't we land the plane today with uh, Jordan Leisure's 2022 NBA playoff predictions? Okay. And now, this will, who knows when this becomes publicly available to any ears besides yours and mine. But... Uh, being able to look back and laugh at the just how awful they were will be fun. Um, you get two freebies because we watched, uh, let's see, Brooklyn beat Cleveland last night. Mm-hmm. And Minnesota actually came back and won. Did you I watch that? Out, no, none at all. Oh, but man. I, what I, <laughs> I saw the Patrick Beverly's. <laughs> uh, what, Kobe and Shaq? Together with their uh, NBA championship trophy and MVP, you know, and that's how Cat and Beverly were behaving after they, Minnesota won their playing game. You know, it was it was a great game, and Minnesota really they pulled it out at the end, and, and they did it without Cat. He fouled out um, with like eight yeah. minutes to go, and, and the young guys took over. Anthony Edwards was a man possessed, but uh, and everyone's going to give him a hard time for celebrating the way they did. It's Minnesota sports, yeah. celebrate. This is probably their Super Bowl. Yeah. So, I, you know, I'm fine with it. But it was funny watching uh, the camera cut to Carl Anthony Towns after the game, like, looking into his girlfriend's eyes and, like, giving her a kiss <laughs> and, like, smiling at her. And I was just thinking, like, what are you saying, Dory? Good game by me, huh? <laughs> You're 11 points on 4 for 11 shooting with four turnovers and a foul out. He just looked in her eyes three times and said, I'm that dude! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you get that you get Atlanta uh, over Charlotte because that, that was going to be one of my predictions. <laughs> okay, good. So that check. Um, uh, okay, Spurs Pelicans tonight. Uh, give me the Pelicans. Okay, so then and then uh, Pelicans uh, Clippers Friday. I will take the Clippers. Clippers. So Clippers will occupy the eight seed, right? In, yep, in and the they will West. get okay. to play Phoenix in the first round. Phoenix. Okay, and then in the East. So then this will be and I I'm as the kind of distant NBA guy. Always having to remind myself that this is a the, the way this play in structure it's a works. Different. It's not. I always want it to be seven versus ten and eight versus nine and just a one game, but it's not. And I, I like this way. I think this is correct. It's fun. It's a it's a fun kind of wrinkle that the NBA has never had before. And I think that you know all the fan bases that are upset about it um, win more games. Oh gosh, in the NBA especially. Right. I mean, what's Charlotte's record? Do you know, Charlotte is just. It's actually in the East. Charlotte's like forty-three and thirty-nine. Okay. Like they have a respectable record in the West. San Antonio is like thirty-three and forty-seven, yeah. or something like that. Thirty-three and forty-nine. Just a not not a good record. Okay. Not worthy of a playoff spot. Um, <laughs> Minnesota was. It, it was funny because in the East, the seven and the ten seater decided, or like there's like a, a four three. No, I think less than even like a three game difference between the two. It was really close. In the West, Minnesota has like 15 games on San Antonio. <laughs> um, but I uh, I expect the Clippers to win, and I expect Cleveland to beat Atlanta. Um, but I think that'll be a real close game. Okay, so that sets up. So then Cleveland, Miami. Is that right? Yes, yeah, so it would be Cleveland-Miami, which would be a fun series because uh, you have Evan Mobley, who I have a – I I will already say he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. That he is watching him play defense is a gift. That man is 
Kevin Garnett 2.0 wow. in a lot of ways. I don't know that he has the intensity Big statements. of Garnett, but he has the skill set on offense and he has the skill set on defense to have that type of impact for his career. And I, and I think he's going. I think Cleveland's going to be. Everyone forgets, you know, Cleveland right now is they're struggling in the playoffs to, you know, lock themselves in, but they're missing Colin Sexton, who is an efficient 20 points per game guy. They're missing Jared Allen right now, who was an all-star this year. They're missing Ricky Rubio, who was their heart and soul on their bench, him and Kevin Love, just working the pick and pop and destroying other bench units at the beginning of the year. Like they and, and they traded Rubio, but I'm guessing they're going to sign him again in the offseason. It's kind of how it sounds. That That's a good team. And so take him, take him over Miami. Here's a little wrinkle though with Cleveland. Cleveland's in a big win-win this this uh, this week. If Cleveland wins, they get to play Miami in the playoffs. Valuable experience for the young guys. If Cleveland loses, they get their first round pick back in the lottery. Right now, it's going to I want to say Indiana as part of the Karis LeVert trade. So Cleveland isn't a win-win. You either get a lottery pick or you get to go to the playoffs. Uh, that's a fun spot to be in. Not that's true. They're just playing with house money. Yeah. No one expected them to be any good this year. So this has already been a wonderful year for Cleveland fans. You've got Miami, for the record, over Cleveland. Over Cleveland, yeah. Yes. In how many games? Uh, five. Five? I'll give Cleveland one five. in Cleveland if, they, if, that's, if that's how it shakes out. So then the East 4-5 matchup is that? That's Philadelphia Phil- Toronto. and, and right. Toronto. And I'm going to take Philadelphia in six, even though I really like Toronto, and I really... I mean, we don't have to be impartial here. I, no. I am not a James Harden fan in the slightest. Good. He <laughs> might be my least favorite player in the NBA. Watching him loaf through games and, and his style of play is just... It makes me want to barf. It's, he is a miserable person to watch play basketball. And I wish nothing but bad things for Philadelphia mostly because of him. I actually like Joel Embiid quite a bit, uh, and I feel bad that he's been saddled with James Harden for... They're about two months. <laughs> they're, going, they're going to supermax him this offseason, and he's going to be paid $60 million in his age 38 year. Can you imagine paying 38-year-old James Harden $60 million to eat wings and throw money at strippers? <laughs> how, how old is James Harden? He's 32, I think. Yeah. 32, yeah. 33. Yeah, it's... <laughs> So I'll pick them because of the sheer talent. They have just an overwhelming amount of talent. and But Toronto is the worst-case matchup for them in the first round. They are long, experienced. Uh, they have a lot of different guys who can score. I, I think it's going to be a really close series. Are getting courtside Drake back? Uh, courtside Drake will absolutely be making an appearance. Okay. <laughs> um, you know who won't be making an appearance in Toronto is... Kyrie Irving. Matthias Teibel. Oh, yes. Due to vaccination status. And same would be true if... If Kyrie... If, that if they out, were playing whatever. Toronto. Yeah, that's right. So, um, th- thankfully for Kyrie, uh, Brooklyn being seven means if they continue to advance and Toronto somehow advances, they wouldn't, they wouldn't get Toronto until the conference finals. Yeah. So, um, I will take Philadelphia there. Uh, in the 2-7, you have Boston-Brooklyn. Yep. I'm going to take Brooklyn. Because I don't feel comfortable betting against Kevin Durant, even yeah. though Boston is the better team. I wonder what, what are the odds on that? I think the odds have Boston favored slightly, but it's closer than a two-seven really ever should be. 
It's just they're not a normal they're not a normal seven seed. It's Durant is just it's it's hard to picture a Kevin. Brooklyn's going to win, aren't they? I mean, I mean Boston's really good. Yeah, I haven't. Boston's watched really really Celtics good. Celtics hoops this year. I, I if I need to see this is this is when that's this changes for me. This is when NBA has the stage. If Robert Williams was healthy, the the kind of the backbone of Boston's defense, uh, I would pick them. But he's not, and so they're a little more vulnerable inside. And I think that the Nets are going to be able to exploit that. Um, the real question will be, does Blake Griffin dunk? Uh, does Kyrie carry Sage around with him after the game and bless the court? Um, <laughs> the, does the Marcus Ramadan Smart... fasting, I found out about <laughs> yeah, last yeah, night yep. or whatever night. He's yeah, fasting. Night. No water, no food until the nighttime. I think there's like a specific... So, yeah, we were talking about that. Connor and I. Yeah. So no food or water until sundown or yeah. sun up to sundown. Right. But sundown is probably before the game. So I think he'll be able to probably partake right before game time. Okay. I don't think it's going to affect him that much. And it's, this isn't the first time he's done this. Right. No, but but I'm. <laughs> you hear someone say, and you're like, no food or water, sun right. sundown. Oh, he's not drinking or eating all day. But you know, wait, wait. Sundown, especially for East Coast games. Yep. Is before the game starts. Yep. I think he'll be just fine. I, it's honestly, it's so little of a deal that I'm not even considering it as part of the matchup. I, I just, it's, they'll be fine. He'll be fine. So Bovada, <laughs> uh, Brooklyn plus one fifteen, Boston minus one thirty five. Yeah. So, so they're not they're not heavy favorites. It's it's close to a pick'em. Yeah. I just my I don't know enough about Boston. I'm the, I'm the sorry guy that's probably going to... Mm. So I've dabbled in sports wagering just a little bit in the last yeah. four or five months. Yep. I perform all right in uh-huh. uh, college hoops and football. Yeah. I get my butt kicked in the NBA. I, I, don't, I, I don't know anything. Yeah. More of my, my, I should say, I don't know anything about anything, but my performance is horrific. Uh, when it comes to the NBA, yeah, but you can get better. Just take a little bit more watching. And the, the, one of the nice things about this too no is you can feel. have people on the podcast who really do dabble oh, in that absolutely. in a serious way, and and, and kind of have those conversations. That's a whole cool, other it's thing. Cool territory, yeah, it definitely is. Um, but I, I would I will take Brooklyn just off Kevin Durant. Yeah, and then that leaves Milwaukee, Chicago, and I'm expecting a sweep. Yeah, I've heard Chicago is Chicago's. Falling, falling down apart. and can't get up. Yeah, they they are they are beat up. They're relying on Nikola Vucevic and Zach Levine to anchor their defense, um, which is like asking a piece of toilet paper <laughs> to defend your turd. It's <laughs> it's getting through either way. It's, <laughs> it's <laughs> and and that turd's name is Giannis Antetokounmpo. So today at the Maverick gas station, I purchased an eight a uh, a burnt ends and tots oh wow burrito so so especially oh my to, gosh that is it's getting through either way like you said i'm beginning to feel gassy just <laughs> having heard the words it's and i washed that down with a uh what was it some sort of buffalo chicken wrap that's what it was so in a way <laughs> in a way drew holiday and chris middleton are that burnt ends burrito yeah and nikola vucevic is the Charmin. The Charmin. <laughs> and in a way, is also the work toilet that you probably dispose of that in. I work from home. So oh, okay. Yeah, well, yes. Yeah. So all of it. <laughs> poor, poor, poor Vooch. 
Okay, so 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 sweep Milwaukee, Milwaukee. over Chicago, and yep. then uh, who's your Eastern Conference champion? Who represents the East in the NBA Finals? I'm taking Milwaukee to come back out of the East. Yeah, I think they have the talent, they have the experience. I think that Giannis is borderline unstoppable. It's, it's going to be real interesting that so it's possible we'll get Milwaukee Brooklyn round two, and we'd get Miami. Philly round two, which both would be incredible series. Um, just really fun. But I think that Milwaukee learned last year how to win. Um, and the thing with them is they won't... I don't think they'll get put in a position where they get attacked by wings, which is their weakness. Because Kevin Durant's so big that he is... Giannis can guard him. They can, or, they, or Middleton can guard him and they'll be fine. They don't, they're not going to be playing against any like combo guards... Until the conference finals, probably at the earliest, that could really, you know, destroy them. Um, like Miami, if they Tyler Hero would be a tough guy for them to guard, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I think Miami's, I think Milwaukee's, I think they have the collective ability to get there. So I watched the tail end of the game in Philadelphia like a couple weeks ago, which was a Giannis Embiid. Battle, battle and, of the titans, and just yeah. watching Giannis that night was convincing. Yeah, he's, I, it's so easy for me to root for the Milwaukee Bucks, right. which were nothing for most of my life. See that that's the Warriors thing. Mm-hmm. If the if the Bucks win again this year, it starts. You're to not going to be rooting for the Bucks next year. Yeah, but they don't have Draymond Green. That's true. That's <laughs> and true. They, and they are Milwaukee, but they have Grayson Allen. Oh man, yeah. Okay. Valid point. That's <laughs> that's detestable. a stain. Yeah, yeah. it is a stain. Um, a burnt ends and toss. That is, he is a burnt end. <laughs> um, okay. And then in the west, westward we go. Our half of the country. Uh, so let's see. This is for my own self trivia and just understanding uh, the playoff series. So one versus eight. That's going to be Phoenix and uh, the winner of. Whatever. So I'm guessing Clippers, Clippers is okay. where I'm leaning. Yeah. So I will take Phoenix. And is Chris Paul healthy? Chris Paul is healthy. Okay. It'll, a gentleman sweep. I'll okay. give whoever it is one win. Oh, well, if it's the Clippers, I'll give them a win. If it's the Pelicans, it's going to be a sweep. Or the Spurs somehow. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'll give the Clippers a win just because I think Paul George and Ty Lue can scheme together a a close victory at some point. They're deep. Clippers are deep. Yeah. So 4-5, this is your account. Here we are, right? If Luka Doncic is able to play everything but game one, I will take Dallas in six. If Luka Doncic is not healthy, I will take Utah in five. I'll give our role players the opportunity to steal a game, but without Luka Doncic, they're not winning that series. Utah, everyone is so down on Utah right now that they forget that Utah still had the number one ranked offense in the NBA. Utah is still, they still have talent all over that roster. Uh, that They're not a bad team. They just are a mentally weak team. But a mentally weak team can beat a team of role players, which is what the Mavericks will be if Luka's not playing. So um, that's, I'm just going to go with my gut and say the Mavs in six because oh. Luka's going to be just fine. He's all right. I love it. Even though inside I'm screaming right now, <laughs> I uh, I will be torn in that series. I I I can root for Dallas, and I like I I, I find similarities and parallels between Luka Doncic and 
uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. Mm-hmm. age and impact on the game and just talent and whatnot. Right. Um, and evidently some shared injury interest <laughs> they both have. But uh, Utah, um, you know, used to have a minor league team in Boise. Mm-hmm. They Stay are here. the nearest yeah. um, major four uh, sports franchise to Boise. Right. I have a pair of uh, tearaway uh, jazz sweats. <laughs> there is. I'll have to put on. I almost wore them over tonight, no, but I have no, my, I have my stampede sweats, which are sort of jazz sweats because that was the minor league. We should have the stampede sweats and the jazz sweats as the like logo for the podcast. <laughs> just not even a name, just the picture of the sweats. How about sweats. an actual picture of me as I'm ripping away the tearaway uh, jazz sweats? It would get immediately removed from Spotify. <laughs> they would they would ban it so fast. <laughs> Um, okay, so so Mavs and six, love it. Yep, and you'll be present for part of that, which that's we're going to have, and, and you're going to go down there and experience that. And we're going to come back over this microphone, and we're going to talk about your experience of. Will it be your first NBA uh, playoff, playoff game? game? Yep, it would be. Yeah, first playoff game. Yeah, it'll be a review of Vivint Smart Home Arena, whatever they call that place. Yep, Vivint Smart Home Arena. Have you been? I've, uh, I've been before. Yeah. I went to a uh, Jazz Wizards game last season. Uh, but it was COVID yep. restrictions, so we're in a mask, uh, sitting, you know, social distancing from everybody that's there. Can't bring in a purse yeah. or anything. I had to leave my purse at home. Yeah. Um. So it was. Yeah. It's. It, it'll be fun. I'll also get some. You know. I'll, I'll have a review of the people sitting around me. Oh, absolutely. Um. I. I I'm fascinated for that experience you're going to have. Oh, I plan on getting people mad at me. I will be wearing Mavericks, yeah, uh, it, you know. It'll be a whiteout, I'm sure. I, yeah. I love first-round whiteouts. Yes, so I will be wearing <laughs> all black. Neon I will be... Orange. I will be, yeah, I will be a traffic cone. <laughs> um, and I'll just be talking mad smack. But it'll probably, be, it'll probably be the jazz, like, Red Rocks theme night. If, so you probably will if, be wearing orange. Yeah. I, that's the thing is I don't know how to. Is there somewhere I can check and see what jersey they're going to be wearing? Oh yeah, got, got to be on their socials. I would yeah, have to think. Um, so I, that, that's my pick. There is, is Mavs cool. and six, and then that and that so, gives us the two the two seven, which is Memphis Minnesota. A great series. The series I'm looking forward to the most besides yeah. Dallas. You have all this young talent just yeah. bubbling over, and I will take Memphis in five. Yeah, because I don't think Minnesota's there. I don't think Edwards has grown to the point where he can be the leader, and I don't think Towns has it. I don't. You watch him in the important games and the big games when they played in the playoffs a few years ago. It was the same thing. Um, he just shrinks. You can see it in his face. You can see it in his eyes that he he is almost thinking too hard about what he's going to do next and how he's going to attack something. And the Clippers were able to frustrate them. And the Clippers are good, but Memphis is a whole other beast defensively. They have an amazing defense and a great coach. So I anticipate a very bad series for Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> we are clipping that audio and leading with exactly that next episode after his four 30-10 games. I hope I'm Minnesota wrong. Minnesota in seven. It would be so fun to see Minnesota just like go out there and kick major ass. I would love that. But I just, I, I don't. I think people are writing off Memphis as this young team that doesn't have the experience and, and needs to pay their dues before they can win. But that's a really, really good, really deep team. Um, Shout out Target Center. Fantastic basketball venue. They had a great crowd last night. I'm not a 
we don't live in an NBA city, so every time yeah. I get to go to an NBA venue, it's this is awesome. Right. Um, loved the production. Connor and I went to uh, Celtics Wolves weeks before the pandemic, twenty twenty, um, and we were had a, quite a bit of fireball in our bloodstream when we were there. That probably contributed to the experience we had but the bass in that building and like the, the music right uh, where like you go to Moda Center and they don't really uh, and I don't, I'm curious how Vivint in Salt Lake will do kind of music in the production yeah we'll see for the playoffs it was sure a nightclub at the Target yeah. Center watching Jason Tatum go for 35 <laughs> I was gonna say you're watching this was Minnesota with uh, Wiggins still right with Wig, it was no 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 Wiggins well if there was he was hurt and Carl Anthony Towns was hurt that night it oh, was so a D'Angelo Russell, Wonko Hernan Gomez, Malik Beasley oh, show man. for MSP. Yeah, that must have been after the trade because Russell was traded for Wiggins. Um, okay. That's a crew. Wancho Hernan Gomez, the star of Netflix's new movie Hustle, him actually, and Adam Sandler. Actually. Yep, and insane. a bunch of other NBA players. Yeah, Wancho's the actual lead role. Of, like, it's a movie about a kid trying to get into the NBA. Isn't that wild? That is insane. Is it, yeah. is it Wancho? Yeah, Juancho. Oh, I've always gone with the hard C there. But I don't, I don't know. Juanco? <laughs> yeah. Juan, yeah, I, think, I believe it's Juancho. I mean, I, he, I could be wrong too. Juancho is a common guess for me in the Podol game. Am I even <laughs> saying his name right? Podol. Is it? Jakob Podol. <laughs> How do you actually say his last name? I think it's Podol. Podol. Okay. I think so. Which is Wordle for NBA players for anybody who Yeah, strong recommendation. Game. Play Podol. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so I I'll, I'll take Memphis in five. And Hernan Gomez is a Jazz now, isn't he? Uh, he is a I think I know that from Jazz totally. now. Anyway, yes, he's been traded like three times this year. <laughs> he spent a day on San Antonio's roster and then got traded again. Mm. Um, yeah, so yep, I'll take them, and then that leaves uh, the three six, which is My Denver, <laughs> Denver Golden State, Golden State, State. Yeah, which is what I'm looking How forward fun. to because it is. Root against Draymond season. And, and who better to beat up on Draymond than the NBA's MVP? That's right. Two-time MVP, more than mm-hmm. likely. That's right. Nikola Jokic. Yeah, it's hard to like embrace the Nuggets and Jokic, I think. It's something about him. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think people are drawn to Jokic as like, easy to root for. But it, he's it, not Draymond Green. No, and I, and I don't understand it necessarily, too. I mean, I get that Jokic isn't someone who's out there. He's not talking. He's not, like, a sexy name or, like, a sexy guy to watch. Um, Was it he who plowed uh, Morris? Which Morris he's, twin? Yeah, he, Markeith <laughs> Morris that? pushed him. Markeith Morris. Markeith Morris. And then he pushed Markeith Morris so hard that Markeith Morris missed basically the entire season yeah. due to, like, neck spasms. Um <laughs> But Jokic is just such a cerebral guy, such a fun guy to watch. It's true, and such a success story. I mean, forty fifth pick in the draft. Yeah, not even starting. He was behind Yusuf Nurkic for years, <laughs> and all of a sudden, he's best player in Nuggets history. Was two time MVP. Nurkic healthy enough? They have functioning knees and back and shoulders. This was yeah. This is before <laughs> before all that took over. Before he joined. Well, that was that's a Portland curse. You go to Portland as a big man, you're going to fall apart. Yeah. Um, but I, I will take uh, it, it depends on Steph if he's healthy you gotta take Golden State but I in my heart of hearts I want Denver and so I'm gonna pick Denver love it I'm gonna take Denver in seven Gosh. they're gonna go into Oracle and they're gonna take it that's a hate pick and I in the seventh game that would be so satisfying 
I well, here's the thing: is like if if Steph isn't a hundred percent and the injuries that he suffered seem to nag, uh, I that's not a great team. Yeah. That's not a. I mean, that's a team that relies a lot on Jordan Poole, who has not very much experience in the playoffs at all. None, no playoff experience really. Um, a Clay Thompson, who is still working his way back. Draymond, who just two weeks ago said that the game was moving too fast for him since he'd been hurt, couldn't couldn't get his feet under him. You know, I and then who Otto Porter Jr. That's and Kevon Looney. That's that's who you're tasking with Nik- Nikola Jokic. Fair. You know, and, and granted, Nikola Jokic is playing with uh, Austin Rivers as his starting two guard right now, but I have I have confidence in him to thoroughly abuse anyone Golden State throws at him. So give me that, and then and then that gives us what I think is the best West semis we've had in a long time, which would be a Memphis Denver second round, yeah. which would be so fun. <laughs> And then a Phoenix Dallas second round, which would be miserable for me. <laughs> um, and I will take Phoenix in six, and I will take Memphis in six. Okay. And then yeah, I will take Memphis, Phoenix, Phoenix in five. So you're going okay. Wow. So I'm going. We're going back for to all, back for all the Memphis momentum you just had. It just got thwarted. People underestimate how good Phoenix really yeah. is. Phoenix <clears throat> is a monster, and I'm going to take Phoenix in the finals in five. Wow. It started that way. It was going to look. It looked that way. For two games last year, yeah. and then something different started happening. I just that Phoenix is an entirely different thing, and it all hinges on Chris Paul being able to make it through a playoff run. But I think that that injury he had is going to help him. He's a little more well rested going into the playoffs this year, and um, you know, I just I, I there's no reason to think Phoenix won't win based on how dominant they've been all year long. They're deep. Fair. They've got Booker's playing the best he's ever played. Aiton's another year older, another year wiser. Chris Paul is still at the, you know, apex of point guards. And then you have Bridges, who's developed into the best three and D guy in the NBA. They have Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder that you can throw at them. They've got, you know, Tory Craig back at the wing. You have Campaign still playing his butt off. They have Bismack and JaVale McGee. <laughs> JaVale McGee. I need to have my notes out so I can have total guesses off of what you've given me. Fun fact. If Phoenix wins the NBA title this year, JaVale McGee will have as many NBA titles as Shaquille O'Neal. So, my question. JaVale, (laughs) Shaquille, how are we ranking them? Well, they have a a symbiosis as it is with Shaq and a fool. Mm -hmm. That's why. That's that's the uh, link in the chain there. Hmm. Does JaVale McGee talk? Do people does, is he you know sharing his his oh. cognitions with the world? He is an incredible Instagram follow. He is an incredible YouTube follow. Okay, so it's out there. He was he was vlogging during the NBA's bubble, and it was okay. Good high <laughs> art. Yeah, it, literally high art. I think he was stoned the entire time. It, <laughs> it was his. He's a great. He, he seems like a great guy by all accounts too. I like JaVale McGee a lot, but I, I think. I think this year it's Phoenix is to lose. I think we're going to be looking at Phoenix Milwaukee uh, round two. I'm really hoping for Dallas Miami round three. Oof. That's the. Wouldn't uh, you want to mix up the opponent? Wouldn't you want to see it be? No, I want to beat the Heat again. <laughs> Do you have a? You want you want to beat Atlanta? You got this Luca Trey Young. Sure, but thing. Atlanta's not. <laughs> Atlanta's not getting there. Hawks hater here. Atlanta's not getting there. Yeah. 
Hawks hater, uh, Heat hater, and Rockets hater. I say are my three teams. Mm-hmm. I just, but I, I respect the I respect the teams. I respect the players. You know, I I respect. Shut up. Just talk about I, how no, much I you do. I, I respect. <laughs> you you know when Houston was playing Golden State to try to get into the finals that year. Yeah. I remember we watched the game together. I was rooting for Houston. You know, I'll tap house. No, we were at uh, I watched one of those games. We were at you, Justin, and Connors. I okay. believe watching Houston miss twenty seven. Consecutive threes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I swear I watched part of that at Tap House. Probably came home and watched the rest of it with you. Maybe. I don't know how that went. Something like that. We it was. I've never rooted for the Rockets so hard. Yeah. It was. Uh, we, we wanted it, and, and someone doesn't even. And then like, if I'm ranking my five favorite players ever, Hakeem is one of my top five. So yeah. like, I I I like the Rockets. I just I also hate the Rockets. Yeah. Kind of have to. They're in the Southwest. Mm-hmm. And they don't have the New Orleans and Memphis have not won enough to be hated, and San Antonio is just too respectable. I or, you can't. I can't hate the Spurs. Yeah. They, you can't look at what they've done the last twenty five years and think I hate that <laughs> a team. A lot of people do. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I get it. I guess I it's just don't. they don't. I, I'm all for the Spurs. They just didn't have. It's not like they had anybody that made you like think like, oh man, that's a villain. Like yeah. Tim Duncan is the most vanilla superstar Duncan. ever. Manu is just fun. True. That Tony Parker was, that yeah, was a <laughs> that bad. That that bad family has <laughs> that bad clip, uh, clip articles of Manu Ginobili all over their cave. Um, yeah, no, that's it's, it's going to be. It'll be a fun playoffs for sure. I'm looking forward to some good. We're checking the score to see if uh, Atlanta has finished this off. Yeah, one thirty-two, one hundred three, Atlanta oh. over Charlotte. Well. Can't wait to see Charlotte as the nine seed next year get the absolute <laughs> glass blown out of them. Out. Yeah, by uh, Indiana. by Indiana or whoever <laughs> it could be Indiana. Who knows? Um, but those are my predictions. Cool. Uh, I predict at least um, one article a day for the next four weeks about the Lakers still on ESPN. They are still in the A block of PTI. Uh-huh. Yeah, big PTI guy. Yeah, <laughs> I love Tony and Mike, and they 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 both hate talking about the Lakers. They, yep, and yet they know that still moves the needle. Uh, barf. But um, so let's let's reconvene after uh, your visit to Salt Lake City. Yep, and I want to. I will be fascinated to hear your review of that experience. It'll be a great time, and and we'll uh, you know there there will probably be a little more of a linear structure as we move forward with. You know, having idea of kind of where we want to go, and 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 you know, beginning to get guests that may oh, yeah. have you know insight that that we want to really dig into because I know there's so many different topics out there that I know nothing about that I'd love to know about, and then so many things I am passionate about that I'd love to talk to other passionate people about. So predictions are fun. Predictions I are fun. I, I love doing that. I'll take any opportunity I can to hear my buddies make <laughs> predictions. I get. Oh no! Ne- for this next one, I'm gonna be giving you homework. Exper- of, uh, yeah. You know, ten. Give me your top ten NFL quarterbacks uh, most likely to. <laughs> Rob a liquor store or <laughs> vomit on the field, Colt Brennan style. Yeah, yeah. Top top Please. top six. Uh, it's okay. Yeah. Top six long snappers <laughs> um, that can also short snap. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. I, yeah. You, I'll, I'll have my content ready to go. Yeah. But uh, predictions are fun. Experiences make 
I'm fascinated to know what your experience will be like. I want to know yeah, the it'll emotional, be like the pregame, you know, what you do around the, the venue. I, I love just knowing about the different venues and, right. and sport. And, and then your, your kind of heart rate experience throughout a game. And no, 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 we'll have no idea where that series will be entering game four. Right. Uh, being the road fan oh. with in Salt Lake City, which has its own personality and I cannot wait. flavor. Where while I root for the Jazz, I could see Jazz fans, being Jazz people gross. being so <laughs> insufferable. Sad. Exactly, yeah. yes. I could see that. I cannot wait because if they're the same people that root for Brigham Young University, and they are, they're dreadful. Yeah, we would know. We went, and the thing is, I like have nothing but venom. There's a kill them with kindness attitude. Also, that really, when we went down there and watched Boise State BYU football, I remember mm-hmm. after the game, we we upset them and ruined their their season. Essentially, they were undefeated, undefeated right? Number ten, and yeah. they got smoked by a bad Boise State team. Yes, and and after the game, I remember uh, BYU like boosters outside offering ice cream to the visiting fans specifically to the visiting fans <laughs> as like a thank you for coming all this way to watch the game and i remember thinking no <laughs> this is not okay yeah. this is not what you do you should be miserable you should be you should be contemplating your plans for the rest of the season that don't involve football because your season's done but instead you're offering me ice cream i hate that it was the worst it, it made was me so mad. So cold. It was wet. It was. And it was cold. wet and cold. It was, it was a miserable <laughs> time. In Provo. So I plan on a, a wet and cold, vivid arena. <laughs> I'm going to show up drenched. <laughs> yeah, you should. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We'll uh, we'll reconvene then, and we'll go down to Las Vegas in July for some Thomas and Mack Center uh, summer ball. I would love that. Like that. I would. I hope that would be amazing. We'll get some some NBA draft, which happens right after the season or yeah, it's pretty, the finals, pretty right? no, right, right after. after the the draft will probably be in late July sometime uh, or early. Uh, when's the NBA Is it draft? How all the meaningful drafts happen within? Yeah, because the NFLs happens at the end of the off season, and then NBA's happens at the beginning, and then MLB's draft. For what it's worth, which even a baseball guy like me, I struggle to. Yeah, I, I mean, there's so I, many rounds. So I many notice players. what the Padres do. I pay attention to any names from. Right. Well, I'm old now. I, there's nobody that I played with or against that's getting drafted right. anymore. But that happens in June, mm-hmm. midseason. And so, so this is June as well. Yeah. NBA draft is June 23rd. Yeah. So there's it's all going to be bunched up there. We'll have plenty of coverage around oh, yeah. that time. Um, but I, I'm excited about what we're doing. Looking forward to many more um, episodes of the Zinger. Yeah, you betcha. Go Mavs. And go Mavs next week. And go Nuggets. Go Padres. Yeah. Yep. Um, I say that with enthusiasm. Yes. Go, go Broncos Broncos. Tennis. <clears throat> Boise State Broncos Tennis. Hey, BSU Softball. Let's go Boise go State back. Softball. There I don't we go. know where in their season they are, but they did sniff the top 25 at some point. I don't know how many I'm rooting for them. Division One softball programs there are. I don't know what's going on, but I'm rooting for them. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, cool. Let's call it. And uh, we'll do it again sometime soon. All right. Signing off. Thanks a lot. That's fun.